Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson. Hello. And this is, the Newcastle Natter has been going, I think, embarrassingly, I think it's been going for about 10 years without ever putting any effort into marketing it in any way, to such a degree that I hardly ever even tweet about it. It's like a secret side project. But it's been going for about 10 years, and this is very much the the first time we've ever previewed a cup final game. You're, you're yeah. both looking at me like you didn't know. <laughs> but no, I, I totally agree. I think, well, this is the biggest game in, yeah, in the last, what, 15 years? It's so big that we all seem so stunned that we're incapable <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mess. Just think, think. We've still got three days to go, and I just—I don't know. I'd quite like to get just put in a, an induced coma till Sunday afternoon. I'm—I was saying to Paul, I'm oscillating between convincing myself why we're going to win, pessimistic that we're not going to win, and trying to be all mature and grown up and say it doesn't really matter because look where we were and look where we are now and look at the growth and you know, all that kind of shit. Currently, my, my mental state at the minute is fucking pessimism. Like, real, this is going to crush me. Why do I put myself through it? My mental state is I've just given into the fact that we're not going to win. That's where I've put myself. Maybe it's a self-protection mode. But I... At the moment, I do not have any hope in my body. Maybe this is not what people (laughs) need to hear, but it's like it's a kind of like defense mechanism, perhaps. I've just decided, well, yeah, and then I'm going to go and watch that game and that'll be nice. I'll have a few drinks, but you know, we're going to lose. And uh, then onwards. I'm not, if if I had any hope, then I'd be nervous. But at the moment, 
I haven't allowed any hope to creep in because I've just decided that Marcus Rashford is undefeatable at the moment. Although, as we record, he may be losing to Barcelona. Yeah, I've let the hope creep back in. I, I'm changing every day between complete pessimism and now I'm just like, I mean, the thing to remember, the only Premier League team that's beaten us this season is Liverpool. So it's not yeah. like we're not going into it as complete underdogs. We are, we yeah. are a decent team and we've got Bruno back. So I don't know. I, one day I'll be like that and then the next day I'm like, man, you just are in ridiculously good form. But then they're playing on Thursday night and then Sunday. Like between our last game and the final, they've had two extra games of football. Yeah, and you've got to bear in mind that the two games that we lost against Liverpool, I think the first one we were seconds away from not losing to Liverpool and getting the draw, and the second one, the most recent one, I mean, but for, what, 20 minutes? We were the better side, even with 10 men after Pope got sent off. We were still the better side. We were playing good football. We had chances. We hit the bar. We We were better. We were better than them. And that's why I keep going from A to A to B to C. It's like, well, who the fuck can who the fuck has really put us to the sword this season? Nobody. We've gone toe to toe with Man City. We've we've the only we were the only team to take points off Arsenal at, at the Emirates. Liverpool beat us, but didn't really deserve to. Second time. It was a. It's one of those games where just fucking weird shits happen. But apart from nobody's had, nobody's really had our number. So going into this game against Man U, we can absolutely, absolutely Newcastle United of this season can beat Man U of this season. David, you're putting hope into my body, and it it, it doesn't want to be there. Okay, <laughs> so I, had a, I had a very, I had a very workable game plan and that was knowing that we would lose i would like to end us this podcast <laughs> in the same state please because i don't want to start getting nervous all right oh. well pope's not playing and loris carius is there you go no pope no hope gone well, let's talk about pope uh, yeah. what were your it's very it's very uh sad that it happened considering he's been such a force for us this season. He's been such a big part of uh, what has got us to where we are, and yet he will not play in. Who knows where his career will go? It could be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, matches of his career, and he's not getting to play in it. What happened, and why did it happen? (laughs) Very hard to tell. Uh, it took me about 48 hours to stop loudly every sort of couple of hours just going like, what was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> I just found it, 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 was a, it was a proper kind of funk afterwards of just not believing what happened. I think looking back at it, the I think the wind must have played a part. There was a long ball from Allison. Salah was running onto it. Pope came out as he always does and as he's very good at, misjudged the flight of the ball, went to head it about an inch from the ground. He hit the ground and then it sort of bounced near his arms and then he just instinctively grabbed it. 
that, you, yeah, that, that you immediately bit. feel sorry for him and think, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> that's, that's not quite what happened, though, is it, Dave? That's not my interpretation of it. Oh. Well, uh, I kind of agree with Paul. There was a long ball through to Salah. Pope comes racing miles off his line. The the I'm not sure if he well he certainly misjudged the flight of the ball, but I don't believe that there was any. I don't I don't think the wind moved it out. I, I think he just made a terrible decision. I only and say then, the wind because there was a Sean Longstaff sort of similar situation later in the game, like another one of those massive long balls, and he completely mm-hmm. missed the header, which made me think. Possibly, okay. but yeah, Karen. Sorry, it, it could have been that, but either way, he misjudged his reaction to that long ball because he he could have instead of going for the head, like you say, six inches off the ground, just stick your boot through it, um, or chest do something other than try and head but head head the ball when it's six inches off the ground. Then when he's on the ground. He's he's kind of falling forwards with his hands in front of his face, and the ball's kind of in that area. And it's when he gathers. I think if he doesn't gather it, it's a yellow card because he wasn't the last man. So I think it's a yellow card. But he he just gathers the ball the, up. The and that's point it. I wanted like, to make was that the ball hits his arm before he gathers it. Yeah, it did. The ball, the ball hits his arm. Yeah. So then it's not it's it. It's out of his control. I think it's it's a tr- it's total muscle memory. Yeah, it's it's something that happens once every ten games or less. A few times in your career that'll happen, and it's just an instinctive thing. He's a goalkeeper whose whose entire job is, is to gather the ball with his arms. <laughs> and it's just it's just like muscle memory. Yeah. I, it, I the good thing is our second choice goalkeeper is available unless we draw one team in the country who he's already played for in that competition. No, no it's such a bizarre no, they, 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 you, cup, cup tied means you can't play it. Cup tied, yeah. If Dubravka had gone on to well, yeah, it it, it doesn't matter. Even if he'd gone if he'd oh, moved to course, Everton. Yeah. He's he's played in that competition for a other side. If he if Manchester United win, Martin Dubravka gets a winner's medal. If That's Newcastle true. United win, he does not. That is true. <laughs> Do you think wow. that will be in his mind? Sit, just for that game, he should sit on the Manu bench. It's a, it's, a, it's a quiz. It's a quiz question. In like ten years' time, who was the only Newcastle player to win a, a League Cup winners' medal in? In you know 2023, or you know the 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 reverse of it, it's just it is what it is. And then you've obviously it's that issue is compounded by so second choice goalkeeper can't play because he's cup tied. Third choice goalkeeper um, Carl Darlow's off on loan to Hull, so he can't play. So you're stuck with a choice between Mark Gillespie, who's never played a Premier League game in his life, or Loris Carriers, who didn't have the best. Um, performance in a cup final shall we say so <laughs> I, I, would, I would say i would say that it's actually the best position that it could happen in a lot of people might disagree but i think it's the best position it could happen in and although tarius is the best example it happens to be the goalkeeper who is the best example against the argument that I'm about to make. (laughs) 
I think in most football matches, the goalkeeper is not the most influential player on the pitch and doesn't come close to it. I think the most likely outcome in the game is that Carrius will have to make some saves that uh, that uh, Nick Pope would have made and he will probably be able to make. There's like, there'll be a percentage difference in terms of how good they would be in that moment. But, you know, how many shots on target are there in a game and what is the percentage difference between, like, the quality of keepers? Yes. Yeah. I think If he has another Champions League final moment where it all goes to shit for him, then, yes. I mean, like I say. I think just in defence of Carrius as well, I weirdly think he is the best keeper for us to field if we can't field Pope. Like there's a reason we upgraded Dubravka, and it is he can't really play that sweeper-keeper role. So if Dubravka was starting, we would have to play a sort of deeper defence. We suddenly can't press all over the way we do. Carrius, for all his faults in that final, is a very good sweeper-keeper. So it means a lot more continuity for the team than there otherwise would have been. And also, that Champions League final, he was concussed. So it's sort of... Mm. I think if people kept taking the piss out of a bad day you had at work and you were concussed that day, you'd be be within (laughs) your your rights to say, I think you're being a little bit harsh. And hopefully he goes into it with... Hopefully this is his own personal redemption story. Yeah. I mean, look look at what we've done for Joe Linton, what we've done for Almiron, Longstaff after a fashion. Like, we are the club that gives people redemption stories. Look what we're doing for Saudi Arabia. I mean... Yeah. 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 (laughs) So to to build on that, yes, Pope's not going to be there, but I think what's been proven in the last few games, how reliant we are on... Bruno Gamiraresh, who's going to be back. And I think that's, you were saying, who's the most influential? You'd have to say for Newcastle United, it's Bruno. If Bruno's playing, everybody plays a little bit better. Trippier will be a little bit better. And I'm not going to list them all. Everybody will be a little bit better. I think even generally, like if Bruno plays, we don't lose. If Bruno doesn't yeah. play, we don't win. That's like the stats for this season. <laughs> Our form has been pretty bad of late, even before Bruno got I think, suspended. I think our form has been deceptively bad. And I'm not talking like relegation form or anything, but in comparison to the way it was uh, in the lead up to the World Cup. Yeah. At, at every game since Boxing Day has not been great. We were, um, and our. What we were doing, we were a very, we were never conceding and very low scoring side. But we seem to have, the clean sheets have dried up, but the goals still haven't arrived yet. Yeah. I think both of those are sort of down to the same thing. Just the intensity of our pressing has dropped off just a little bit. I think hopefully that's just down to players subconsciously having one eye on the cup final and not wanting to get injured. 
I would I, hope. Because you look at yeah. the Leicester game, the Cup game, we were amazing then. So we have been able to do it post the World Cup, the Leicester Cup game. Yeah. I was I'm, there. I was there. Yeah. Tell me about it, Paul. I was there. And we were we were really good against Fulham as well. I mean, we only yeah. won 1-0. And to be honest, I'm not going to get into it too deep, but if you look at how our performance metrics have, have stacked up again, like post-World Cup versus pre-World Cup, they're pretty similar. Like th- there is a little bit of a drop-off, but in terms of how many chances we're making, um, where we're playing in the in the uh, on the pitch, what our passing percentages are, what our pressings like, it's all very very similar. It's just that we've been pretty unfortunate in front of goal. We've missed some fucking sitters, but I'm not I'm not concerned about the the, the performance in the league. I think we're we're fine. We ju- we just need to like. Bruno to come back, Wilson to find a bit of form and his fitness because he's been in and out of the side. Isaac to to play alongside Bruno for a bit. So bigger picture, I'm not really worried about this this dip in form. Okay, well let's have a break now and then just continue to talk about the biggest game of our lives. Um, we'll uh, predict the lineups, say what lineups we think we should have, perhaps predicts no i can't finish that sentence all right let's have a break (laughs) temple university is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the u.s through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty temple students are prepared to soar in their careers schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Good break, guys. Lovely. Super. Super. So we were talking before about our performance levels, and Dave, you were saying that... Uh, the metrics haven't actually been that bad of late. We are struggling to put the ball in the back of the bloody net, which, may I remind you, is the aim of the game. Oh, God. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I do not like this. Do so- you start Callum Wilson in the Carabao Cup final? On Sunday, Dave Watson. Yes. Yes, I do. Do you want me to expand on that? Or yes, please. Yeah. yeah. So essentially it's because I think this could be the biggest game of Callum Wilson's career. I think that he there's still some he's still got something to prove. He's still an excellent striker. He's still I don't know, he he, he puts away a good number of the chances that fall to him. Yeah. Isaac is not there yet. He he hasn't really shown um, like a real predatory uh, nature 
I think he's he, I think he's got bags of potential. I think he can certainly learn it. He certainly gets in the right positions and stuff, but there hasn't been that. He doesn't just he just doesn't seem as clinical. And I don't think we're gonna get a lot of chances against Man U. And I think we have to rely on the most reliable player most reliable striker we've got. To my memory, it doesn't feel like Callum Wilson, Wilson is missing a lot of chances. He's just not getting a lot of chances, right, Paul? He's not getting in the same positions as Isaac, but he's not looked he's not looked fit even when he's been fit enough for selection. He's looked off the pace. You sort of worry about him having been out with an injury and coming back. I think it'll come down to training, like who looks sharpest. I think for Isaac as well, his first game against Liverpool, I think he did look clinical. And he's basically a goal every other game when Bruno's in the team. So I think I think his current dry run is a bit unfortunate. There's been no creativity in our midfield, so it's not that surprising. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I think I it's also... a genuine selection headache. And I'm, I keep changing my mind. Part of me thinks if Wilson's fit enough to start, you start with him and have Isaac on the left. Oh, I was, was mid-nod. Do you want to give us your... Um, that... Not the lineup you predict, but the lineup you would choose. I don't know. Part of me, my main dilemma at the minute, it, it's a shame in a way that St Maximin looked so good against Liverpool because it makes it harder not to start him. I think we will need to be all over Man U and pressing them like we press teams at the start of the season. And he's just not capable of that. I think the amount of space we leave in behind, we have to be... Like, the way he didn't stop Trent Alexander-Arnold's ball for the red card. Mm. You just see... We, I, I worry about him, but he was unbelievable against Liverpool. And you look back at the Man City game where he was unplayable in that as well. Yeah. But then his two best performances, we've taken one point, needed five goals in those two games. Mm. I sort of... I think Eddie Howe, if everyone's fit enough, names that team that's been pretty much in every round. And you have Willock and Joel Linton swapping between left forward and centre mid. Yeah, my my that would be my choice. My choice would be having would be playing that sort of quite conservative lineup that we've had for most of the season of Bruno, Willock and Longstaff in the middle with Joe Linton on the left with Wilson and Almiron. Because I think that team has proven to have done very well this season. We mm. have, for most of the season, been a, provably a very difficult side to beat. And that has mainly been with that side. And we're up against, in Manu, a side who are on form, who are probably player for player a better side than us. We are underdogs. So doesn't that doesn't mean that St. Maximin or Isaac or I mean I suppose those are the two, aren't they? Uh or, or Anthony Gordon can't uh play a big part in the final. Well Gordon think, can't play, Gordon but can't. yeah. But uh, oh, Gordon can't play, can he? No, no cup tied. Okay, so I think that uh, the key thing is I would like to go in at half time level. I don't want to lose the game in the first half, 
like we did against Liverpool. I want to still yeah. be in it with 60 minutes played and and then if we need to, we can start bringing on attacking players. But I think as well, like recent games where we've brought on St. Maximin, that's been bringing on St. Maximin, who's not been up to match speed. I think he's a much more dangerous substitute now that he's got a few games under his belt. He has improved every game, but it would be very hard to drop him when he was our best player. But I think, I don't think Eddie Howe's the sort of person to go, I think this will be worse for the team, but I have to pick him because he had a good game. I think he is a big moment player as well, isn't he? He's always yeah. played, given his biggest performances against the big sides on Super Sunday or whatever. And mm. I think this will probably be the, I don't know what he did in France, but this will probably be the biggest match for him. And coming off the bench, he'd have a lot to prove. I think also, just just in terms of the, the questions that you pose to the backline of Man U, I think Wambasaka is he's he's a decent defender, but he's not he's not something that he's he's not so good that putting Willock up against him is <clears throat> a waste of time because he'll pocket Willock. I think Willock's good enough to to pose Aaron Wambasaka problems. I think Alan St. Maximum is by orders of magnitude, more likely to cause him problems. But I'd rather St. Maximum running at a tired Aaron Wambasaka because Willock is, he's fast, he's dynamic, he's, you know, he, he will cause a lot of problems. Perhaps he's lost that reputation, but I've heard it said that Wambasaka is the best one-on-one defender in the league. That used to be what they said about him, wasn't it? After, yeah. even in his sort of palace days. It's where he's had a bit of a, a redemption arc since Ten Hag came in. He, I think a lot of the Man U fans completely wrote Juan Bissaka off. Mm. And now he's sort of guaranteed starting right back. It's annoying. I, I wish this game was happening a few months ago when we were yeah. in much better form and Man U looked quite dodgy. One thing I would say is the height... Height could be a huge weapon in our arsenal. If you look at the the average height of our team, we've got some absolute fucking giants. We should be peppering their backline with um, with set pieces and, and and all the rest of it. Because I feel like I'm being a real negative Nelly here, but that's not something that's been a a big part of our season, isn't it? Because that is true. We do have a height advantage, and we do also have one of the best set piece takers in the league. Our set pieces lately have been really bad. Have yeah. we have we scored? Burn hit the bar the against Liverpool. Yeah, we've we've had a few chances where the uh, the person running onto it has either put it a little bit. We we have been making chances. We just haven't been putting them away. But that's that's true of our midfield and our attack. Mm-hmm. We've just been struggling to put it away. I think against Man U, we are. I mean, we've got plenty of big lads, so it it, beco- it becomes like ridiculous if you don't aim for the you know loft one into the back stick for them for somebody to nod down if you don't whip balls in at head height to for the for the big lads to jostle and, and battle for. It, it might not be sexy football, but. It's a, it's a weapon in our arsenal and we'd be ridiculous if we didn't use it. Mm, I feel like Trippier's delivery the last few games has dropped off 
quite a bit. And also, if it's like every game, you have Fabian Scher getting a free header from a corner mm. and just... There's a lot of 50p heads going on. It would be nice if, if it could all click on Sunday. If the best happens and we find ourselves in injury time and we're ahead, what do you think the percentage chances that Jamal Sells gets <laughs> from messing with one of their throws? <laughs> oh, if oh. we go ahead, we will shit house for the rest of the game. Like, that would be the dream. We will, you know, Joel Linton is will 100% pull up with cramp. So will Sean Longstaff. You will see Alan Satman's maximum limping off or limping over to the end of it. Like the, the, the line Andy Murray. <laughs> Andy Murray. Like, we, we, we definitely will. There will be, yeah. But then that's, that's what we're going to have to do. So fine. I, so, I, I would take a shit out one nil win that where it was a dive to win a penalty that we somehow got. I'll take it. So where are you going to watch the game, Dave? I'm going up north. I'm going to watch it with friends. Myself and Paul, we're going to watch the game in London, in the very city where the game is taking place. Still cannot get a ticket. No. I I think deep down, I, I thought someone was going to come through for me. I thought... Niall Ranger? Yeah, he's selling them. <laughs> if you missed this, if you missed this on Twitter, Niall Ranger is uh, flogging what are presumably tout tickets for... The final at absurd, over a grand prices. Mm. So, did you see the follow up when when somebody called him out on it? He said, um, "Complaining about selling tickets, shouldn't you care more about Syria and Turkey?" He's got them there. <laughs> I'm going to use that for everything in life. Yes, everything, shoplifted shop from boots. <laughs> what about Syria and Turkey? <laughs> Jesus, it's really remedial. What about it? Yeah, I I really thought I, I I thought I've I've been in the game a long time, and somebody somewhere, surely a friend of a friend knows someone at Morphe Richards, and they've got a box. Always Morphe Richards with you, isn't That's it? Right. They've always been the funniest brand to me. But um, I thought I'd be something. Do you know what I mean? Oh. I've managed to get myself in. I've I've been to a Carabao Cup final before, but it was a Carabao Cup final between two teams I did not give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I think you've got two fan bases who do give quite a shit about this one. Mm. Man, you more. I think if we were, if we were playing Man City, I don't think their fans would give. Nearly as much of a shit. No. Have you seen that the uh, the trains from Manchester to Newcastle, uh, you can have a drink on, but the trains from Newcastle to... Oh, well, from London to Manchester. Yeah, yeah, sorry. From London to Manchester, you can have a drink if you want. L-N-E-R, down from Newcastle to London, dry trains. Not allowed yeah. to have a drink. 
Well, um, I don't think that's the worst decision. <laughs> I, I, I think, don't know. I don't I like all this. Racism. Just treating football fans like they're going to be arseholes. I mean... They don't, <laughs> but they don't do it for the rugby. They only do it for the no. football. Um, the rugby fans are worse. If If... If the unthinkable happens and we win, would you like launch yourself over towards like Trafalgar Square to be part of the big celebrations that you know might spill over there? Would you try and get up to Wembley to be part of that lot, or would you hop vibe. on a train? We just end up vibing it. I think we just. <laughs> I'd go to King's Cross and make the train wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, manual winning two one live Ooh. update. Um, you, you don't want to be celebrating around Wembley. That'll just be yeah, yeah. I think um, Trafalgar Square, or I mean, we're watching it in the Geordie Dome. In that's what I call my bald head, <laughs> which is uh, uh, a bar in London that's been commandeered for the day. Yeah, we're still not a hundred percent certain we're watching it in there. The ticketing situation's weird, but if you. If you follow the London Newcastle Supporters Club, there's a lot of very good information on there about where's showing the games for Newcastle fans. It is worth having a look at. I am getting quite excited now. Yeah. For me, it's always the in the lead up to a sporting event that I really care about. It's it's not like it's not the misery of a loss. It's the it's the I can see him. I can visualize the winning moment and how I'll feel. Mm. So losing is the absence of that. Do you mm. know? It's not devastating to lose. It's just really sad to miss out on. I can feel myself being so happy, <laughs> and yet th- it is denied. I think what would be the most gutting thing, which is what happened against Liverpool. It's mad to think of it. Like, if you think how used we were to this feeling, Sunday was the first time we've thought, oh, well, that's game over then in the first half yeah. of a game. <laughs> we've not had that this season. And to be honest, it's though, mental. it wasn't game over. No. No, it shouldn't in, have been. No, but in retrospect, like, we, we could and should have equalised. Equalised, not just got one back. We should have fucking equalised. Mm. I think... I think so. I said it before that this feels different to the the two FA Cup finals and the the quarterfinals in the um, in the European competitions. The semi final, well, not the semi final against Chelsea, but the the two FA Cup finals in the late nineties and the Europeans, where I have no doubt that the players going into this game will be will be pumped up based on how we've taken. Um, taken on board everything that Eddie Howe sets his team up to be. We are shit houses. We will put in a hell of a lot of effort. We will, you know, press a lot all over the pitch. So whatever happens, I don't think we're going to be humiliated. I don't think, like I said, no no team has had our number. No team has absolutely like battered us. I'm I'm confident that we won't get fucked in the arse I'm confident I just don't know if that's going to be enough to to win 
I wake up every day confident that I won't get frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I shared your confidence. Um, the last time we played Man U was in October. It was in nil-nil. They're a very different side. Ten Hag's good, isn't he? Yeah, he's going yeah. to end up. He's going to end up managing Barcelona or something. Isn't he? We sort of think a lot of their change as well. It's just come down to getting rid of Ronaldo and bringing in Casemiro. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I think um, the the work that Eric Ten Hag has done is is really impressive. I think he he is a very very good coach. I just I don't know. I, <laughs> I, th- I still see weaknesses in that Man U side. I still think you can get at them. Oh, yeah, I still not... think that they're... No, totally. they're, they're... It's not like they've no. suddenly turned into a dominant force. They're, they're, they're not the finished uh, product. But it, it's it's a bit like when Arteta got rid of Aubameyang. That's when things started changing for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And they still have a long way to go. But that was a defining moment. And Ten Hag getting rid of Ronaldo was the same. They still... They're still in the title race as well, I would say, this season. Yeah. I was just looking at the um, the game at Old Trafford, the nil-nil. Um, Joe Linton hit the bar twice. You know, we we were decent in that game. Um, no, we didn't get the win, but we were we could have won it. So, yeah, I still think we are. We're going to go into it. We're going to give it our best. And I think that if we play to our best, even if they don't play, if they, if they play anything less than their best against our best, we'll win. Yeah. I think we'll actually be in quite a luxury position of having genuine game changers on the bench as well. Mm. Whether that's Willock, whether that's St. Maximin, whether that's Isaac or Wilson. Jacob Murphy. <laughs> he'll he'll get on because it's a Newcastle game. The meme. He'll get on and do something ridiculous. I just so what are we going to do predictions? I feel like I don't want to do oh. predictions. Should we not? Should we give ourselves dispensation from doing predictions? Because no, no let's not be cowards. Okay, All right, okay. Go on, Dave. Do a prediction. Ah, oh, fuck. I didn't have to go first. Nil-nil after full time and they'll win in extra time. One-nil. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to go one-nil, long staff. <laughs> yeah. That's good. The dream. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was gonna go. I'm gonna go two nil, man. You. Yeah. I just think it's the most likely outcome, and it's part of my defence mechanism. Just, yeah. I, it'll be interesting. To, I'm never sure. I feel like a lot of the time when we're previewing games, we're quite often saying, "Well, they only played a few days ago, so they'll be tired," and it feels like that quite often fails to materialise. <laughs> It would be interesting to see what sort of effect the Barcelona game has on them. And by interesting, I, I mean shit scary. <laughs> I think for quite a while we've had a bit of a pattern where we are really good in the first 
well, particularly home games, and I wonder whether it might feel like a bit of a home game for a bit because the atmosphere would just be so huge from the Newcastle fans. For the first three or four minutes, we always create a couple of chances. We're we're always raring to go right at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then quite often it falls apart quite quickly. But yes, I reckon I predict we'll get a chance in the first three minutes. I, I, yeah, as long as long as the chance falls to you know Wilson or Bruno rather than Joel Linton or Sean Longstaff. I mean, Sean Longstaff did score two in the semi-final, so... Yeah. Sure, but those who are just... Paul predicted he's going to get the goal that wins the game. Yeah. I mean, it would be... In the third minute, and then we will waste 180 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It would be perfect. Longstaff and Byrne getting the goals. Oh, Oh, good. All right. Um, There's not much to say. I mean, it's just... Terrifying. I think we should all just endeavour to control the controllables. We can't affect the outcome of this game unless you are lucky enough to be going to Wembley. Perhaps you can. But all we can do is try and have a lovely day and enjoy it because yeah, it's not. Are you my mum? Yes. It's not that drink water. What's he got to do? Drink water playing. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel like you've had too much, slow down a bit, maybe have a soft drink. But try just remember it's not that long ago that a day such as this seemed like it might never happen. So try and enjoy it because it might never happen again because, because <laughs> uh, you know, maybe it's a whole house of cards and it will all fall apart. You never know. You never well, maybe know. this time next year, every Premier League team will be state-owned. <laughs> so it's, we will have no advantage. Well, it depends on who the state is. If it ends Finland. up like Finland, yeah, <laughs> it ends up being like. A Eurovision sweepstake. <laughs> Which state would you most like us to be owned by? Um, the United Kingdom, mate. Yeah. Fair Norway. Enough. No, he means it. Well, Norway, I've got, I've got oil. Good job, Paul. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Norway, I've got oil. They've got a, a sovereign wealth fund. There you go. Yeah. I'll look into it. I'll see if I can make it happen. <laughs> if you can make that happen. <laughs> right. It's descending into nothing now. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a podcast, hopefully early next week. I'm sure there'll be a lot to talk about. and hopefully... Mainly where we're going to be for the Open Top Parade. Well, I, I already know I won't. I won't be there. I won't, I won't travel up. For the, would you travel up for the parade? Yeah, you've got family there, haven't you? Yeah, I will I just was... angle grind the roof off my car 
and drive around southeast London with a foil cut. <laughs> I lived in drinking brown ale. I lived in Manchester when uh, Man U won the treble, and uh, it was a very fun night. The night that they won the Champions League because just the atmosphere was amazing on the streets. And then a couple of days later, I went to see the film Notting Hill with my girlfriend. Very feel-good movie. Went to see it during the day. Walked out of the cinema in the centre of Manchester and everyone was in the streets dancing. <laughs> <laughs> because it was the uh, it was the it was the open top bus parade, but I had forgotten that that was happening. So there was like a full five seconds where I was just like, people dancing on bus tops. Did you just think it was a really strong reception to Notting Hill? <laughs> I honestly just, it was such a feel-good movie. I walked out and I was like, oh, this is the way life is now. Everyone's <laughs> Richard Curtis took over Manchester. <laughs> well, let's hope that there are no parades forthcoming in Manchester soon. Okay. Uh, let's leave it there. Thank you very much, Dave Watson. Thanks, folks. Thank you, Paul Doolan. Thank you. Thank you to you, the Newcastle Natter listener. Enjoy the day. Goodbye. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>